Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors by contractors. If this is your first time here and you receive value from this show, please give us a, a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you love it or if uh, Eric's voice is really annoying. We want to know that too. So today is pretty important, I think, because we're going to be talking about the journey to self-mastery. It's a great journey. That was like the smoothest, perfectly timed intro, Eric. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's it's a journey, you know, like, like look, I mean, there's a lot of journeys that aren't so great. So I think focusing on this is, is a big deal. And uh, understanding your why and where, when, all those things are important to, to answer. Sometimes we don't have the exact answer. So let's start with, I mean, what does self-mastery mean to you? Well, it means like a, the can I method to me pops out. C A N I. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, C A N I. You, you just read my mind. I was literally yeah. going to talk about that. Well, so go it's ahead. A, it's the constant, never-ending improvement. I mean, that's that's what we want to do. So we just always have to be thinking of what's next. You know, it's funny that to just think about coming up. We change directions where we're going. You know, it's like it's a weaving path, and sometimes our priorities change. If we get married, we have kids, all those different things. But now when I have kids, it's like, I want to be a better dad. Okay. I didn't want to be a better dad when I didn't have kids. So, but that's part of your journey in self-mastery. It's, it's constantly changing. I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, if you had to put it in a sentence right now, which, cause you do have to put it in a sentence right now, what would it be? The journey to self-mastery? Yeah. What's it mean to you? What, what is your definition of that? I mean, to me, it's just like, I constantly want to learn more. I never want to stop learning. I want to remain humble. I want, I mean... Dude, I'm an I personality. There's no one sentence. You can't just confine me to one sentence. I want to be healthier. I want to be smarter. I want to be sexier. I want to be a better leader. All these things. And I want to be better at all my hobbies. I want to, it's never going to stop. It's like, I'm I'm not going to be good at bonsai until I'm dead. And I probably won't even be that good when I get there. But I'm going to be at this, the best I can be at it because I'm constantly going to be thinking about improvements. Which is to your point, the Kanai is what I always called it. Kanai, constant, never ending improvement. I mean, for me, the journey to self mastery is to be the best version of myself, right? I mean, it's not something you can ever accomplish, I don't think, but it's always having that. Yeah, I, whatever, I had the best, you know, if you played baseball, I had the best game of my life. Well, up until that point, maybe yes, but could you have a, a better game than that? I think so. So mm -hmm. striving to even outdo yourself. And the simplest form is what you already said. You kind of ruined my surprise. But can I, you know, constant, never ending improvement. I think that's mm -hmm. the easiest way to look at it. You're never happy with where you're at. Yeah. You, I mean, you always want to be efficient. I mean, as a contractor, I'd look at like my, my, my projects in the beginning when I was just a, a one man show, a two man show, a three man show, whatever. I'm like building a pond, building a water feature. 
at the end of a job, I would look back at that waterfall or I'd look back at that pond and I would pick something out that I think I could have done better. And multiply that times a hundred, multiply that times a thousand, you know, a thousand ponds in the ground. And if every time I finish a water feature, I stand back and go, what could have I done better? What could I have done different? You know, even something that you think is like your masterpiece, you could find one little thing that you might've been able to do a little bit different and make an improvement. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, every project I've ever done, I can sit back and go, okay, that one little uh, grout joint there, you know, it was off by a sixteenth of an inch or, you know, that trim, that crown molding over there, that butt joint wasn't very tight. I mean, I could pick apart every single thing I do, but also this is a question I ask myself every time I do something. Is there a way to do it better, faster, cheaper? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's not always better, like quality. Sometimes it can be more effective. You can be more efficient with the process. You could use a cheaper material that will save on cost and still have the same outcome. You know what I mean? Like there's always ways to improve mm -hmm. the system. And so on self-mastery, it's not so much a job site thing. It's your, your mental, your personality. Like it's in your, it's in you. It's not something you're doing on a job. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to, to recognize that you can do a great job on a job, like a job site, but not really mm -hmm. have self-mastery and under control. I can see that. The, you know, like like you could be screwed up in the head is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Are you like you directing that at me, Brad? I'm not saying anything I'm okay. on air. <laughs> Listen, the only thing I don't like about what you said is like, how can I do it better, faster, cheaper? You know, better, faster, cheaper is cheaper is just a bad word, right? I, and agree, I, I, know, I know you don't mean it that way, but uh, that's the only thing I just. We let me defend up. myself. All right. I don't mean like you have to do all three of those on everything. So it's not a matter of if I have, if I do this task, I want to be able to make it better, faster and cheaper. It's, is there something of those three things that I can do? And cheaper is just a way of basically meaning more effective, like efficiency wise, save lower money. cost, yeah. save money. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just a shorter version. I'm not going to say better, faster, save money. It doesn't sound as good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, went back to, I started to talk about my journey of becoming a contractor and building that waterfall and then, then self-evaluation. And that's part of self-mastery, self-evaluating, right? So once I felt like I was getting pretty good at the craft and the things that I would have changed became less significant as far as making it aesthetically the way I wanted it as an artist, then it became like maybe more as a businessman where maybe it's better, faster, cheaper or save money. But then it became like, how can I have ran this job site better, maybe to make it a better experience for my client? Or how could I have been a better leader to where my employees had a really wonderful experience on this job site as well? I think that's important as well to understand. That's part of my journey to self-mastery is creating a wonderful experience and work environment for my team, for my clients, and still winning with profit. So you're talking about self-mastery of your business, well, dude, listen, I mean, uh, your business is a third of your life. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like we, I would argue more than that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying at the minimum, it's a third of your life, right? So, yeah, I want to self-master there. I want to self-master my hobbies and my relationships with my wife and kids. But work is a critical part of that. I guess what I'm saying is for me, the self-mastery journey has nothing to do with my business It is me personally. It doesn't matter if I was an accountant, a teacher, an engineer, it doesn't matter what my profession is. It's me 
working on myself mentally. Mm -hmm. That's what self-mastery means to me. Does it apply to your business? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, being a leader uh, could be a leader from work to home could for your friendships could be on a mission. You know I mean? Like we went kayaking in La Jolla and I, I was like leading the pack. I mean, I was like, I know where we're going to drop. I knew where we were going to get the kayaks. I knew, you know, what kind of food we were going to take to feed to the Garibaldi. And, and, you know, like I led that journey because I think about being a, a leader and it translated from work. Did you just say uh, Garibaldi? Yeah. Come on. It's the California state fish. Don't you know? I don't know. I would have no idea what Garibaldi is. Oh, well, don't make me talk, start talking scientific fish names on you. You'll freak out. <laughs> so do you remember like consciously when you first started your journey to self-mastery? When it began, you say, is that what you said? Yeah. Do you remember when you like consciously recognize like, hey, I'm I'm doing this to better myself? Probably in my early 20s. It was when I really kind of dawned on me. But it's interesting that you just mentioned that because if I think back, I think back prior to that, you know, prior to me recognizing it, you know, I can think of different sectors of my, you know, growing up where I was trying to make things better, you know, from throwing a football to playing baseball to soccer to collecting baseball cards. I wanted my collection to be all collated perfectly and like the betterment of, of, you know, my experience. And what I was producing. Yeah, I mean, I think unconsciously we're doing it since we're kids. For me, it was probably in my 20s, early 20s, too, after I got out of the military. I mean, in the military, it's like they're going to teach you how to be better, right? Like this is high definition accountability and motivation. Like it's, and they're going to make you do what? And discipline. Yeah, I mean, they're going to make you better whether you want to be or not, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's kind of where I first got the taste of it, but where I consciously was like, nobody's making me do this. I want to do it myself. Yeah. It was after I got out and I was in my early twenties. And I think one of the first things that I got was a, uh, Tony Robbins lessons in mastery CD set. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think he talks about the Kanai in there was, was, you know, constant, never an improvement. And so I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to do. Constant, never an improvement. Would you be surprised if I told you my first touch to self mastery was with Tony Robbins as well in my twenties? But that was like uh, well, twenty I, that was like twenty years before you were twenty though, right? Well you're like what, sixty five now? Oh, shit. <laughs> but you know, they didn't have CDs when I when I got into it, they didn't have CDs. It was actually they had a eight tracks. They actually had a book. Yeah, you had to listen to Tony on eight track. <laughs> I I hate you right now. <laughs> Yeah. So Tony, I mean, I think Tony pioneered that. I, literally, I think he was like the first person mainstream that was talking about bettering yourself. Let's talk about that. So right now, some what's happening mainstream currently in today's age is like, I, I don't want to say the self-help gurus or whatever, but like the guys that are really pushing the envelope to self-mastery, they're like, I don't want to show up at heaven's gate you know, finishing the crossing the line with like what I accomplished in my life. And then whoever's greeting you at the pearlies was like, this is who you could have been. And this is what you showed up as like, you really screwed up. You know, you, you left a lot on the table and that's kind of what's happening today in, in that self mastery world. And that resonates with me a little bit. 
I know I can be better. I know I leave a lot on the table sometimes and I, and I get mad at myself for it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about like almost like materialistic accomplishments versus no inner accomplishments. You keep accusing me of that, but that's not necessarily the truth because it all comes with that. And I'm not going to be like, Hey, I showed up. It's like, Hey, you could have had, you know, you only have two Ferraris. You could have had three. It's not about that. It could have been maybe health wise. Maybe I show up fatter than I should have been. Maybe they're like, Hey, you could have lived like 10 more years if you wouldn't have drank so much beer. That's not materialistic. You think that's what you think that's what they're going to say when you get to heaven? <laughs> maybe, maybe Eric, <laughs> you should have, you shouldn't have drank so much beer. You could have lived 10 years longer. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not about materialistic I, stuff. It's about being better. It's about being smarter, being more caring. I think that's part of the legacy for me is to like leave behind something for people to remember. That's my I personality. Yeah, I, I wasn't accusing you of wanting the material. I was trying to understand that's what you meant. Like you were talking about the difference between materialistic things versus inner. No, uh, no. What do you mean it then? Break it out because I'm not it's tracking could've... what you're putting down. You you keep accusing me of saying like, hey, it's a materialistic thing. It's not about it's not about how many raptors I show up to the pearlies with. It's about, you know, maybe experiences I could have left with my family maybe goals that I could have accomplished. Maybe I set goals too low and I kind of eased by in life. I could have, could have went harder. And just, that's what I mean by leaving stuff on the table. I don't think they're going to count how many cars you have and how much money you have in the bank when you get there. That's not a big deal. I think it's about. No, 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 no. I think maybe you need it. I think maybe in your older age, you need to get some hearing aids, dude. I got earphones on, bro. <laughs> I wasn't, I'm not accusing you of wanting those things. I was trying to clarify the difference that you were making. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the difference between trying to make all these accomplishments versus what you could have done better in your life. Okay. Okay. That sounds like a passive aggressive. Okay. Well, you're getting to know me a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's, let's circle back here to self mastery. Well, I, th- I want to circle back to, first of all, I don't even want to use the word circle back, number one, but let's, let's, well, let's, I know. let's, back- I know why. Yeah. Let's backtrack to self-mastery and contracting. And I, I do think this is an important correlation and tie back is because, listen, the, the better you can get at, whether it's estimating, you know, all those little tiny nuances of a business, uh, delegating, estimating, production, leadership, all, I mean, if you can get better at all those things, you know, you have a more comfortable existence. You have, you know, more, there's more gratitude. There's more accomplishment. All those things happen as you get a little bit better in all those different things. Instead of just yeah, going by but, I mean, winging it's, it. I mean, self-mastery is really doesn't help unless you have accountability and discipline and your why. All these things factor into that, right? Yeah. But, you know, when, I'm, when I say self-mastery, I mean reading books. I mean, being mindful of what you do on a daily basis. I mean, putting effort into your relationship with your spouse. I mean, consciously making decisions on a daily basis that affect your business and your employees. In other words, you're not living your life reactively. You're not just waking up and being like, okay, whatever happens today, I'm just going to react to it. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're self-mastery, it's a constant and never-ending improvement of every single aspect of your life. And I take this to the 10th, I, I 10 times this, I'm going to pull in some Grant Cardone here. I 10 times this on everything. 
and I'm not even joking this, if I can find a better way to use the bathroom, I will try to find a better way to use the bathroom. They have those things where if you're sitting on the toilet, you put your feet up on there and it gets you in a better position to take a dump. Is that what you're talking Squatty about? Squatty potty. You have Squatty one? Squatty potty. You have one, no, don't, I don't you? Oh, my God. I don't, but I thought about getting one. I do have a bidet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm not a, I'm not embarrassed at all to say that. I love bidets. Well, congratulations. The whole world knows now. Yeah, I bet. So, okay, go back to the 10X. Okay, now you're going to buy one of those Squatty potties. What next? What What else? I'm going to figure out how to be more efficient when I shave. It's going up and down faster than going left to right. Like, I mean, it's just, I could break this down into the most minute little micro detail and try to make it better. Well, I think we can't talk about the journey to self-mastery without talking about the Kaizen methodology then, right? I mean, clearly that ties into this. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast talking about, you know, lean and uh, Kaizen and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is, is if I don't want to improve... If my center, if my desires are not about trying to improve myself, then I would never do those things. So it's a growth mindset. It is a mindset of, I always want to try and do better. Can I? Constant and never ending improvement of everything in my life, every aspect of my life. Again, let's go back to self-awareness. I'm sure we've talked about that before. I'll tell you a quick story. Maybe it won't be too quick. I'll make it quick. Relax. I was uh wake me up when you're done. Yeah. I ran an aquarium division for about ten years and I took care of this one office. I was there for at least seven years and I always did things a certain way in there. And I felt like I found like the right in, the right out, the fastest whatever. And I didn't want to bother the client and it was kind of a high end thing. And I sold the division to a buddy of mine. And when I was there, we were hauling water out of the place. And I'm like, this is the door we use. And he, he like, he's like, well, what about that door right there? I'm like, don't question me. Use that freaking door right there. We're not bothering the, the clients. Just we're using that door right there. He's like, all right. So he goes out the door, dumps, distributes the water. He comes back in and we're working. Now, this is a friend of mine that we've known each other a long time. So I got some pushback from him. So we're, we're getting ready to haul some more water. And, and this nurse walks by He's like, excuse me, ma'am. And I looked at him like, I will freaking kill you right now. I'll strangle you. I'll drown you in this bucket of water right now. And he's like, would it be appropriate if we take some water out this door right here? She's like, oh, no, absolutely. And I was like, what the hell? And like literally the door was like, you know, 10 feet away instead of 40 feet away. And he walks over to the door and he opens the door up. And there's like this perfect little spot to put water in a little garden out there. And he turns around, looks at me and he like sneaks me a little birdie like f you bro like look at this i just found the faster way and i it was like a real wake-up call to me and i'm like wow i've been doing this for seven years i'm an idiot I, there was a faster way this whole time like how much of my life did i waste for the past seven years every single wednesday hauling water an extra 40 feet and it was a real wake-up call for me and that's that was probably when i started to dig a little bit deeper that was probably my mid to late 20s yeah. And how many, that's just one story. I mean, how many different aspects of your life are like that? How many are, am I still doing that way? You know, I mean that, so that's, that's why you have to, that's that self-awareness thing for sure. I mean, we're only human. We're going to make these mistakes. I mean, I'm only human. I know you're probably alien, but. Cyborg. Yeah. So, I mean, can't you just wake up though? Like one morning and just make a decision like, okay, I'm going to be, uh, 
I'm going to have self mastery and then that's it. Like you're just aware and everything's better. Is that how it works? No, it's a constant moving target, man. I mean, just like we said, you have kids, you know, they grow up, they move out of the house. Now the mastery changes. It's like, how, how is the house going to change? Then you get a, you get pets and then you get new hobbies. And so with new hobbies, you have new experiences. And so it's constantly moving. It's, it's fluid. So what do you do in your life to improve your self-mastery? Stay humble. I feel like I can learn. I mean, I like to surround myself with a good community of contractors. I think that's important. And that's one of the premises behind Hammer and Grind is to create that community and be around like-minded people. I think that's really important because, listen, man, we're here f- for such a short period of time in life and there's so there's so much to take in. And even though I can read several books a year, I mean, several books a month or whatever you all want to do. It's like you're reading books that might affect me and help me better. And you might be able to inspire me to read something or just tell me a passage from something that will help me. And so being humble and open to learning, I think a lot of people get stuck and, you know, hard headed. They don't want to listen. They don't want to learn. I think that that comes to some people. So, you know, between reading and surrounding myself with like-minded people and staying humble, because I can learn I can learn something new from someone who's just getting started in construction or in bonsai or in with fish or whatever that my interests are. So staying open to that, I think is a, is a really important thing. Yeah, I would. So I would say that the, probably the, the number one thing that people should do to start a journey of self mastery is to start reading a lot of books. I don't know who said it, but it's like, the top CEOs and the top money earners in the world read 52 books a year. Yeah. You know, one book a week. So knowledge is power. We heard it all growing up. And so, I, I mean, I think that's one thing you, that you need to do. And But also, you know, like you said, finding like-minded people, maybe hiring a coach, a business coach, a wellness coach, uh, you know, going to see a psychiatrist, whatever it is. I think, like you said, you got to be humble first to begin with. And you have to be, you have to be a student. I mean, essentially you have to be a student of learning. You have to want to learn. And if you don't want to learn new things, then you're never going to master. You're never going to have the greatest amount of mastery that you can in your life. Mm-hmm. I do want to correct you on something important here. Say it. I mean, it's, well, what are you reading? It's like, did you read the Lord of the Rings, you know, book series? Or like, are you reading something that's, of value, something that's uh, of self-improvement, self-learning, you know, like whether it's a hobby or about how to make money. I mean, that's important. What you're reading is critical. Absolutely. And I, that's, I was actually getting ready to go down that road, but I'm glad you brought that up because I don't read fiction ever. Should you read fiction? Sure. If you like, if you enjoy that, but it should be like a three or four to one. You should read three nonfiction books to every one fiction book. But I don't read any fiction. I mean, literally, I've never read a fiction book. I mean, I'm saying since I started this journey as an adult, mm-hmm. I don't read fiction books. But I read all different types of things. I read things that I don't necessarily even want to read. I just finished up a book last week, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. She has the uh, TV series on there about she goes into people's homes and like tidies up their homes organizes their homes for them. So mm-hmm. I didn't read it because it's like, oh, I really love this, what her show and all this stuff. I've never even seen her show. But I thought, you know what? 
trying to tidy up, maybe I can learn a few nuggets of information about how to be more effective by having a more organized life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's just one little tiny aspect that I'm trying to maybe make better. If I could read a book and she gives me three nuggets of how to uh, uh, efficiently organize things, and then I can apply that to my life or my business and it saves me, you know, an hour of execution a week. I just saved, you know, 52 hours a year of my time. Okay. So here's here. <laughs> oh man, this is funny. So for me, do I like, I, I probably couldn't read a book on tidying up. I was just, I couldn't handle it. I, I'll just go to TikTok. It was tough. I'll go to TikTok and I'll put hashtag tidy up or hashtag organize. And then I'll watch, you know, 20, 30 second TikTok videos and get a couple nuggets on how to clean. For me, reading is, is kind of a big deal for me. It's important. And the last fiction book I read was probably The Gunslinger by Stephen King. But that's the, Stephen King's probably the last couple things I read as fiction, probably 25 years ago. And I probably took a time out. Yeah. yeah, I took a time out on reading, not a time out, just like well, life got in the way, whatever. I started doing stuff and I just wasn't reading. And then I, I remember the first book that I got but that like really hooked me was Crush It. And that was probably like 10 or 12 yep. years ago. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, Crush It was a good book for me. I liked it a lot. I actually bought his Crushing It, his second version of that when it came out. Yeah. So. I want to clear something up though. When I say read, I don't mean like read. I listen to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. I hate reading. Like and so if you're the type of person like, oh, I could never read a book, that's great. I don't I don't like reading books either. I listen to them on audiobooks when I'm driving to my job site or if I'm out going to an estimate or whatever, or if I'm I love going on trips, you know, three or four hour trips because I could listen to one or two books maybe on those trips. Mm -hmm. But it's audio and I don't listen to the radio. To me, listening to the radio is the most complete waste of time you can do. You know, when mm -hmm. you're driving, that's learning. That's like when I get into my car, it's like stepping in, it's stepping foot into class. Yeah. Well, it's cool that you mentioned that. Uh, and I th think that's something I could probably strive to be a little bit better at because I don't I don't think I've ever listened to an audio book. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because you're maybe. always you're always Marco Polo to me every time you're driving somewhere. Oh, great. My wife's going to hear that and kill me now. <laughs> no, I mean, so listen, to, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm on the road. And, and so I, I'm not listening to, it's funny because I'll ask people like, hey, what podcast are you listening to? And they're like, oh, I'm I'm uh, listening to a true crime podcast. It's fiction, but it's really interesting and it's fun. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, I just want to stab myself in the eye with a spoon on that. So for me, <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm listening to... Of course, I love Andy Frisella, the MFCO project and the real AF. I mean, I'm liking that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, and then I'll listen to Joe Rogan, but I don't really care to listen to the comedians. I don't really care to listen to MMA stuff. I'm more like, hey, Jordan Peterson's on or I forgot the there's one doctor that's on there frequently and she's amazing. I love listening to her. So like those that's like health and wellness stuff and not Dr. Jordan Peterson, but he's like a he's a realist. But those things keep me fresh, you know, current offenders and stuff like that. I think that's important. But so I do that on the road. I should probably get into listening more. But I do. I, there's something about holding that book, flipping the page, taking a pencil, circling something, dog earing a page, you know, closing it up. That's where I get my most value. I think it, it hits me a little bit harder. Oftentimes when I'm driving, even if I'm listening to a podcast, 
my mind will water a little bit. Like, where am I headed? What do I got to do? Why does Brad keep sending me Marco Polos? How do I got to tell my guys what to do next? Those things. Yeah. So I don't want this to be about the reading, you know, the uh, reading rainbow podcast, but I mean, that's the most basic and easiest thing that you can do to start helping your journey to self mastery. The second mm-hmm. thing would be joining a group of communities, like you mentioned, of like minded individuals. Also, you know, potentially buying a course of some sort. You know, I have several memberships to different types of courses. I just bought a new one this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I paid almost $1,000 for this course. It's for a year, a year long membership. Mm-hmm. And I hope to, it's going to help me grow. So you don't have to spend money. I mean, at the worst case, you can go to the library and check out books if you don't want to go buy a book. So, it, you know, money should not be your barrier to self-mastery. But I think it starts with that decision that you want to get better. You want to be a student. You have to be humble enough. And uh, you just got to constantly learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that for sure. I, I, too, just got a course. You know, I, what are we, mid-February doing this? I got a course uh, early January with Jesse Itzler. It's a it's an amazing course I'm super excited about. And that's more of, it's not even necessarily business mastery, it's, uh, which is where I've been focusing on the most. You know, how do I make my business better? How do I make, how to make my business more profitable? How do I rate, you know, retention of employees? That kind of self-mastery in my profession, in my career. But, you know, the, the cool thing about the course that I just did with Jesse Itzler, it's like, this is a, a self-mastery course to create an amazing life with wonderful memories and experiences for not only myself, but for my family and those around me and my employees drug their asses into it too. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, you've shared with me a little bit about that, but I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, the- so let's, uh, let's try to wind this thing down a little bit, Eric. I mean, what's, what do you think is the most important thing people need to do to get on the journey? If they haven't started yet, I mean, what, what's the action step for them to, to start that journey? So I think consumption, let's call it consumption, whether they're reading or listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook, consumption is critical. We can agree on that. I think surrounding yourself with a good community, a coalition, a militia, whatever you want to call it, you know, a society, like surrounding yourself Alliance. With, yeah, with a like-minded people, mandatory, it's paramount. And then really, I think, self-awareness is going to come into play here because you have to realize where you're at and you have to realize where you want to go. So like I, that would be my three really pressing things that I would talk to someone about to make sure they're on the, on the track. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. And I like consumption a lot. I mean, that could be YouTube videos. It could be podcasts. It right. could be books. And could I would even TikTok. throw this out. Don't, uh, could be TikTok. I learned a ton of stuff from TikTok. No joke. And uh, speaking of TikTok, I think we're going to be getting our TikTok up and going here pretty soon. So it's going to be some straight fire. But, uh, you know, I found value sometimes in going through old courses, old books. You know, just because the book was written 20, 30 years ago does not mean there's not value in there. So sometimes I'll stumble across an old, you know, an old course on something and, you know, like a cassette tape. Like I found cassette tapes courses that you used to buy 30 years ago and I, you know, someone gave to me or whatever, and I'll, I'll go back and listen to them again because there's value in there. So, I mean, I, Kanai, I love Kanai. That's my, that is my, 
acronym because it's the easiest to remember, constant and never-ending improvement. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing I want to mention is you're never too late. I don't care if you're 65 years old and you're going to retire, you plan on retiring in two years, you can start today. I, Dude, I really want to tie into that. I think that's really important because, and, and let me backtrack, like there's a lot of books that are timeless. I mean, Awaken the Giant Within from Tony Robbins is still an, a great book. Uh, think about Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. It's an amazing book. Mm-hmm. These are all old books. And I'm currently in a coaching program for um, scaling my business. Let's just put it that way. So my coach currently, he's in his 70s. And at 54, which is two years older than I am now, Brad, <laughs> two years older than I am now, he started, he got his life figured out in his business and multiple dozens and dozens of businesses. And he went from where he was at to doing like, Two million a month when his construction business at from fifty four, and now he's in his seventies. So it's like, I think that's a really good point to make make there. No matter how old you are, you can always you can always turn it up. You can always ramp it up and be better. And I think it's not on the website yet. Which, by the way, guys, we do have a website, hammerandgrind dot com. We'll throw up on there our favorite books. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be done yet, but events at some point we'll put on there what our favorite books are what Eric's favorite books are, what Brad's favorite books are. And uh, hopefully that will add some value for you guys too. I think that's a great idea. Also, you can check us out over on Instagram, Hammer Grind Podcast. We'll be getting TikTok going up soon. We'll let you know how to connect with us there. We have, isn't it Hammer Grind Podcast on TikTok? You already got that locked in? It's Yeah, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook are all Hammer and Grind Podcasts. There you go. Rock and roll. You got any final words you want to say? Uh, just... Can I, man? Constant, never any improvement. Yeah. Just keep it, doing better. Put it up on your wall. All right. We're going to close it out there. Listen, people, thank you so much for uh, lending us your ears, giving us attention. And uh, we're looking forward to building up this community. Listen, share this stuff with uh, some like-minded contractor friends of yours that uh, are interested in the journey to self-mastery. And we're going to catch you on the next episode. So stay tuned for more. Yeah.